there lovelies and welcome to episode 94 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. I am your host, the titular Stace, and joining me in my virtual parlour of awesomeness today is nobody. Yes, I'm very sorry, it's another solo Stace episode. Starting to think that the podcast's cursed. Uh, (laughs) There are various reasons why there's nobody on the show today, ranging from not being able to find people who are available or me being ill a bit earlier this month or technology being a massive dick weasel lots of reasons as to why things aren't normal uh, <laughs> but you know the, the bonus of this does mean that this is going to be a a shorter episode so you know well done me <laughs> um, and b i genuinely promise and i know i promised this last month and I am the worst, but I genuinely promise that I will either have a guest on the July show or there won't be a July show. The next show that I release that's a Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour is going to have a fucking co-host because I'm sick of talking to myself. I'm not very good at it and also it's not very interesting. Uh, but anyway, on that note, should we uh, should we do some podcasting? <laughs> um, first thing I wanted to talk about was X-Men, Dark Phoenix... And, um, you know, brace yourself for some, I mean, I guess spoilers. It's not an awful lot to spoil in this movie if you're aware of what Dark Phoenix is. Because it's basically that, but like, mega boring. This is a film that I really wanted to like. I've actually enjoyed like the majority of the X-Men movies. Like, Apocalypse is really bad. Like, really bad. <laughs> um, but like, aside from that, I think the films have either been like, very good good or you know an average enjoyable couple of hours of mutant fun times this film however is a gigantic bore fest (sighs) at first it was kind of hard for me to put my finger on why that was the case because when you actually look at the movie it seems like your fairly standard superhero fare like you know there's powers everywhere there's action sequences at the yin yang you know there's uh, aliens and mutants and battles and it's all very well it should be very exciting but here's the thing nobody in these x-men movies has a discernible personality <laughs> what i mean by that is you could literally interchange some of these people with completely different like you could just swap them all around in different roles and it would be fine because nothing about this movie has any kind of like charisma nobody has like i say nobody's got a discernible personality so like something that cyclops says could easily have come out of nightcrawler's mouth because they're both written in the same incredibly boring standard way this movie is a whole lot of whining it's a lot of sophie turner crying and whining about not being able to control herself and then not being able to control herself. Like, that's the whole movie. Just do that, like, four or five times, and then you've got the whole film. It's it's not interesting. Uh, and it's it's I found that quite interesting in and of itself, really, because I've read Dark Phoenix. It's one of the few X-Men comics I've actually really liked, because I'm not the world's biggest fan of the X-Men. But, yeah, this film, it's just like... I don't know. There's just nothing interesting about it. Rich and I came out of the film rating it like very low on stars i think he gave it one i gave it a one and a half the one and a half for me was mostly the soundtrack which you know was Hans Zimmer so obviously it was going to be good but to be fair even that was a little bit repetitive towards the end 
the the other half of a star was probably for the couple of cool moves that Magneto does in a couple of uh in a couple of the action sequences. He does some fairly boss, you know, magnetic business that's quite quite fun. And it makes you go, Oh yeah. Superpowers can be interesting. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, we we both came out of that film and we were just like, Oh no, why did we, why? Thank, thank God for Cineworld cards, because otherwise that would have cost us quite a lot of money to see. <laughs> Rich reviewed it on Letterboxd and he just wrote X-Men Dumb Penis. So I think that about sums up how he feels about the film. Like, all of the actors are phoning it in in this. Like, clearly none of them wanted to be there. McAvoy's doing, like, the world's weirdest accent. It's not even the same accent he's done in previous X-Men movies, I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. It's very weird. But I think it says a lot about the film that even, like, even Fassbender is, like... I mean, normally you would say he was the best thing about a film, and I guess he sort of was in this, but he was still very clearly phoning it in and not not doing an awful lot. Yeah, it's just overall, it's just not... It's not very interesting. Um, I don't think it helped that we went to see on the same day that we'd already seen Toy Story 4, which was really fucking good. (laughs) Um, possibly did those those two films the wrong way round. Should have should have had the palate cleanser of Toy Story four, but we decided to go see that early in the morning to avoid the potential for like lots of small children being present, which uh which turned out to work quite well. Um, Toy Story four was great. I ha- I hadn't intended to talk about it, but I will say it's very good. I've got a weird opinion on it in that I think it might be as good as, possibly even better than, I would need to rewatch it, um, the original Toy Story. And I say that because I've got quite a few problems with both two and three. They're, so, like, they're still both amazing Pixar films, don't get me wrong. Um, but there's, yeah, there's some stuff that happens in both of them that I'm just a bit sort of met on. And three in particular always sort of bothered me a little bit because I don't think it gave Woody a very good ending. Um, but thankfully, that's that's pretty much entirely what Toy Story 4 addresses. And um, I won't say any more because I definitely don't want to spoil that. But it's a top, top-notch Toy Story movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, one of the things I did definitely want to talk to you all about was... You may have heard me banging on about TWRP in the past. Uh, Tupperware Remix Party are a band. I think, actually, I put their album from last year in my top 10, top 5 of the year in the Christmas episode. Absolutely amazing, sort of like, electro-funk, synth-pop, electronic rock, awesome band. (laughs) It's really, really selling it there, Stace, with just throwing all these genres at the wall. But the guitarist from the band, Lord Phobos, released an EP. It was last month. It's only got four tracks on it, but it is absolutely amazing. I think the best way I could describe it and take this as you will in terms of whether or not you'd like to listen to it, but the best way I can describe it is as it being like the soundtrack to an 80s movie montage. <laughs> like you can very, you can pretty much imagine somebody like, I don't know, beefing up at the gym or like, you know, just that kind of sort of like psyching up, you know, learning how to do something kind of a montage. It's very, there's no, there's no lyrics to any of it. It's very, um, yeah, it's it's got a very retro sort of eighties kind of. It's like a like a funk pop synth. I don't know. Give it a listen. There's only four tracks, <laughs> so it's not going to take up like too much of your time. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But then I love that sort of music. Anyway, I love a lot of kinds of music, but like, yeah, that that to me was just like a very fun album to uh to listen to on my commute. 
The last thing I wanted to talk about was the latest season of Black Mirror. And to be honest, I'd very much appreciate some uh, some engagement from you lovely listeners on this one because I don't know whether I was missing the point of the three episodes from this season or whether I was too busy looking for, you know, twisty Black Mirror stuff in there that actually the, the show just kind of disappointed me. I don't know. But um, yeah, so it was a three-episode series. I thought one was okay. I thought one was quite good but had a ultimately unsatisfactory ending. And I thought one was absolute dross. Uh, <laughs> so let's start with the one that I thought was dross because I'm going to move on from that one really quickly. Uh, that was the third episode. It was called Rachel, Jack and Ashley 2. And it's... Spoilers for all of these, by the way. It's basically about... I think it's Miley Cyrus plays a pop star who... Um, she's a very sort of bubbly, positive personality her sort of audience-facing personalities anyway. Um, But she's clearly going through some sort of mental health issues. She wants to write more mature or more personal and emotional songs. And her family slash production team, don't quite know what the relationship was with most of them, but one of them was definitely like her auntie or something. They don't want her to do that because they want her to just keep churning out all the like fun pop stuff that the teen girls will buy so that they can just be rolling around in her money. So they, the aunt sort of puts her into a purposeful coma and then uses some sort of machinery technology business to extract songs from her brain, which are obviously quite um, angsty, cross songs because she's been put into a a coma. (laughs) So they use like a positivity thing to like make the songs more positive and just keep releasing the music even though she's in a coma. And, um... I don't know, I feel like there was about eight different threads in this episode and none of them really went anywhere satisfying. I think the idea of like being able to tap into somebody's thoughts and extracting music was really interesting, but they didn't really go anywhere with that. I thought the idea of... There was um, two sisters who'd lost their mum, one of whom was sort of going through an angsty rock phase, the other one who is very much a huge fan of Ashley and gets um, an Ashley 2 robot pal to be her friend because she hasn't really got any friends. Um, It started off seeming like that was going to be the main point of the episode, like her not being very confident and not having many friends and whatnot. Um, But that didn't really go anywhere. There was like a slightly embarrassing sequence where she does a talent show thing at school, but like everybody forgot about it towards the end. No one cared. (laughs) It wasn't really about the relationship between the sisters because... They're clearly both struggling with the loss of their mum in different ways. And at the end, they don't seem any closer to one another, even though they've been through this whole thing of trying to save Ashley from her coma. Um, So that didn't really go anywhere. There was a side plot of the little Ashley 2 robots having the entirety of Ashley's personality in them, but with limiters on it, so the only bits they could use were the positive bits. Which, like... (sighs) I get that you don't have to explain everything that happens in a Black Mirror episode and I get that you don't have to justify the technology because it's supposed to be like new and different and whatever. But I just don't understand why when there's aspects of somebody's personality that you absolutely don't want the public to see that you would put them in a robot that could be tampered with so that they come out. I don't, I don't know. And then I thought, I thought that was going to go somewhere in the sense of it being about, you know, this little robot technically has all of Ashley's memories and thoughts and feelings and personality traits. 
I thought there was going to be a whole thing about whether or not once they'd got Ashley out of the coma, it was fair to keep Ashley too alive and all this sort of stuff and blah, blah. Nope. None of that. It just, it felt like a, it felt like a weirdly boring Disney family afternoon movie. But like I say, it just had like a lot of threads that just didn't satisfy sort of anything. And then there was a bad cover of Head Like a Hole at the end. So that was that. Um, the one that I thought was alright was the one I'm interested to hear other people's thoughts on because I feel like maybe I'm not the audience for it or maybe I've just missed the mark. Um, and that was Striking Vipers. So this episode is about three friends, a couple and a dude who've been friends for ages. They've sort of drifted apart. They're all terrible at communicating with one another. Then the one that the singular dude friend buys the coupled dude friend a sort of fancy VR video game for his birthday. And when I say VR, I mean like Black Mirror style VR. So it's not just like you've got a headset on and you're wandering around in the woods or whatever. It's like you have to clip it into your forehead and you immediately go into sort of like a fugue state on your sofa. So you don't move or anything, but you can still move in game. And the, the, the essence of the game, which is called Striking Vipers, which is where the episode gets its name, is it's sort of a Street Fighter analogy. You just sort of go in, uh, you have a fight, job done. Except that for some reason it allows you to experience physical sensations like pain. So you're actually voluntarily getting your ass kicked, which is a... <sighs> Here's the thing. Again, I don't feel like I need Black Mirror to explain everything to me. But when I'm struggling with an episode... I start to see holes because I'm obviously, you know, distracted by the fact that I'm not enjoying the episode that much. So with this one, the biggest hole for me was this idea of of you experiencing physical sensations in a VR game that was purely made about kicking the shit out of each other. Because I can't imagine a single person who plays Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat or any game like that and thinks, wouldn't it be great if I could feel every punch and kick? (laughs) Um... Also, it kind of begs the question about fatalities and what would happen to your real body at home if, like, I don't know, Johnny Cage ripped off your head and then stuck his hand in your skull and, like, ventriloquist dummied a silly phrase out of you. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the 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 reason that they have that sort of um, caveat in there of having physical sensations is because the point of this episode is that the two of them start boinking each other now this seems like a programming error also because i don't know why you just let people fuck in video games (laughs) unless the video games were made for that which i could sort of understand actually but i don't know why you would program a fighting game so that people could fuck but anyway picking holes i think the reason that this episode knocked me a bit was because i felt like it it had it should have had quite a lot to say about the nature of attraction and sexual attraction and potentially about homophobia and how difficult it might be for people to address the way they feel about other people or um, come to terms with their own identities and that sort of thing. Especially because there's a bit in the episode where the guy, (laughs) the single guy, his avatar in the game is a woman and he talks quite a lot about how he prefers sex as a woman in the game because it's a very different experience and that's why he always chooses the female character and so again I felt like there could have been something to say there about gender presentations or how people feel about their own genders and how you explore that within yourself it didn't do any of those things it just sort of brought them up and then went eh 
I read an article earlier today, actually, uh, which was uh, Charlie Brooker sort of explaining the uh, the ending to this episode because basically the ending is that the coupled guy's missus finds they, that he's sort of been adultering by porking his best mate in a game. And so they all come to a bit of an agreement whereby once a month those two are allowed to bone and the woman just goes out and bones some random guy because she quite enjoys role-playing, we find out at the start. So, yeah, that's the thing. And in this uh, this interview with Charlie Brooker, he was saying that, that he didn't really know how he felt about a lot of the things in the episode, which is why they're kind of wishy-washy. So, for example, he was saying that, um, you know, was he actually having an affair? Well, yes, he sort of was because he was sleeping with somebody else but then also no he really wasn't because it wasn't real it wasn't a real relationship they aren't real characters was he experiencing homosexual feelings towards his friends well yes because it was his personality really that he was attracted to but also no because he's boning a lady character and and i think that that's where it threw it for me because there there was quite an interesting sequence where the two dudes met up and uh the coupled guy who's played by Anthony Mackey. I can't remember either of their names. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> um, <laughs> he says to the other guy, look, let's just kiss. Let's just fucking kiss and and see how we fucking feel because this is getting silly. We keep boning in the game and we've just got to know if this is real or not. And then they kiss and they're both like, oh, no, I don't feel a thing. And that really threw me because I'm like, well, what? It can't just be that you're in a game and you're looking at a female character and you think, yeah, I want to tap that. Like, that can't be it. Because you know that's your friend. You know you're fucking your friend, sort of. Like, that's... Yeah, I just... I don't... Maybe somebody can explain it to me, but I feel like this episode wasted a lot of potential to, you know, dive into gender identity, gender presentation, homosexual relationships and the potential. Because the thing is, like... You know, I'm not gay, so I can't <laughs> I can't possibly comment. But I would imagine that for some people, the way you get socialised, it would be really difficult for you to even comprehend the concept that you might be gay. And I thought that would have been an interesting thing to explore. But then again, am I expecting too much of a Black Mirror episode? You know, can it just be about a video game where you do a bonk and it's fine? <laughs> like, I don't know. I think maybe I was looking for too much social commentary in a, in an episode that was purely about boinking you know people who aren't your partner but i don't know <laughs> yeah so that one that one threw me a bit the one i quite liked but had a disappointing ending was um episode two which was called smithereens which <laughs> this one's a difficult one for me because rich wasn't keen and i totally understand why because it is very much a by the book black mirror phones are bad okay um kind of an episode um it follows chris gilhaney played by andrew scott who is a clearly mentally unwell um oh it's not they don't call it uber in the show because they're not allowed to i don't think but he plays like an uber driver (laughs) i think it was called hitch maybe i can't remember yeah he plays he plays a driver who picks up a guy from the company the social media company smithereen uh, kidnaps him because he wants to talk to the CEO of the company and everything goes a little bit wrong from there because he's not a very good kidnapper um, <laughs> which is totally understandable because he's clearly just a guy who is very emotional and as the episode goes on it, it, it turns out that um, his wife passed away 
Uh, I can't remember how long ago it was supposed to be in the show, but it wasn't particularly long. And he can't deal with the guilt because um, a drunk guy drove into them and he got blamed for it because he was drunk, so he went to jail and everything. But actually, Chris believes it's his fault because um, he took his eyes off the road for a second to check a notification on his phone because he came became bored while he was driving. So it's very much like a, you know... God, aren't we all glued to our phones? Oh, fucking hell. Could walk into traffic like that, mate. Ugh, kind of episode. But the reason I liked it is because Andrew Scott was fucking phenomenal. It's such an emotional performance. I think it's interesting as well that they did quite a good juxtaposition of the pros and cons of um, social media. So, like, alongside him being absolutely distraught that, uh, that his missus died because he decided to check a smithereens notification... We also have, like, the guy from Smithereen not really noticing that he's getting kidnapped until it's too late because he's staring at his phone. Um, (laughs) But we also have, uh, alongside that, we have the company Smithereen who are able to find out so much about Chris and his mental health profile to help the police because of their, you know, everything that he's posted in the past on Smithereen and other, other social media sites. Yeah, so it was quite interesting that they juxtaposed, like, all this useful information in such a scenario alongside the the cons of social media (sighs) the unfortunate ending was the fact that somebody gets shot we don't know who and then everybody checks their phone because they've all clearly had notifications of news that somebody's been shot and no one cares and everybody just gets on with their day because we're all unfeeling bastards aren't we (laughs) um that is a common theme with black mirror that roils me up which is Charlie Brooker's complete and total lack of faith in humanity at all. I've always preferred the Black Mirror episodes that are a bit less everybody sucks. Because whilst I do realise that a lot of people really do suck, um, (laughs) I do have faith that there are enough of us that don't suck entirely. I think we all suck to an extent. But I think there's enough of us that don't suck that... You know, we're not all going to be getting a message that says that somebody's died and just moving on with our lives like it's fine. To be fair, I specifically don't get news updates on my phone because I don't want to constantly be getting upset about people that are dying and thing, terrifying things that are happening. I like to get my news in little chunks when I feel like I can deal with it. But yeah, it was it was an interesting episode because there was quite a lot of humour in it. Um, Andrew Scott was great. Topher Grace appears in it and he was actually really good too. The one thing I thought was a bit weird about it as well, though, was this sort of almost wasted subplot um, whereby at one point Chris goes to like a sort of grief counselling meeting. Uh, We don't find out why he's there at the time because, you know, that wouldn't be interesting. We need to find out later. But we do. He does meet a lady there who uh, whose daughter committed suicide, and she's been trying to log into her social media profiles for God knows how long to try and find out why she might have done it. And that seems like it could be an interesting side plot, but we never actually find out what happened there. Chris manages to convince the CEO of Smithereen, Topher Grace, to give her her daughter's password so that she can finally log in and find out but we as an audience don't find out so that's another sort of instance where social media could be doing something good but it also could be doing something really dreadful for this woman um i feel like this episode was kind of on 
it feels like it was kind of on the fence in that it wanted to say that phones and social media and stuff were really bad. But similarly, it was like, but it's not all bad. You've just got to use it right, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, overall, uh, I guess if I like one and I thought one was all right and I thought another one was shit, that that was a totally average series. Um, <laughs> average series of Black Mirror. It's a bit of a shame coming after Bandersnatch because I thought that was actually amazing. I don't know if I ever actually talked about it on the show. Um, I found Bandersnatch to be like kind of anxiety inducing actually <laughs> but again I think that was down to me and my inability to believe that, that Black Mirror is not trying to trick me out all the time um, as I was saying earlier when I was like potentially looking too deeply into a lot of the episodes I think I was doing the same when I was watching Bandersnatch and I was thinking I'm going to do this wrong somehow I'm going to make these choices wrongly somehow and get the you know the wrong ending when really there's no such thing as the wrong ending there's just loads of different ones that you can get if you persevere with doing the thing long enough that you can be bothered to get more than one um, but it started to really upset me because I was like oh what does Charlie Brooker want me to pick I can't tell <laughs> get really stressed but that 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 is interesting yeah I, I reckon if you want to watch some Black Mirror and just sod this latest series because it wasn't that great. Go and do a Bandersnatch. Or alternatively, if you're anxiety ridden like me, just go and watch uh, San Junipero and maybe White Bear and the one with Hayley Atwell that I can never remember the name of because those are really good. <laughs> On that note, I think I've waffled long enough. So um, have an absolutely ruddy, lovely, whatever time of day it is you're listening to this. And uh, hopefully I'll see you next month with somebody to talk with me. Bye. Thank you for listening to Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. To get in touch with me, the titular Stace, you can follow me on Twitter at Stacey's Parlour, send an email to stacysparlour at gmail.com or come and join the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Facebook group. If you'd like to leave a review for the show, please do so on Apple Podcasts or over at podchaser.com. If you like what you heard enough to want to give me some money, which would be quite spectacular actually, you can go to coffee.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. The music that you're hearing right now is by the amazing band Starbomb and you should really check them out on Spotify, iTunes or on their website. Thanks for stopping by and I'll see you next month. Mwah! <laughs>